Back in the 70s, the mantra for teens was peace and love. In the 80s, the mantra for most teen boys was skate or die. Flash forward 20 years, and what do our youths care about? What's the Wi-Fi password? Thank you for tuning into What's the Wi-Fi Password, a place where we have discussions about topics and issues that are relevant to the teens in our generation and how to point them towards the gospel. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about this podcast, please email Joshua Shively at joshuas at calvary.com. So yeah, this kind of funny thing happened. Um, I was in the bathroom and I guess like any story that starts out with I was in the bathroom is kind of kind of <laughs> iffy, but... This it can either new... take a turn for the worse or for the better from here. We don't know. Yeah, well, don't worry. This will be good. This will be good. This is, you know, what's the Wi-Fi pastor at a youth ministry podcast. And so, you know, I was in the bathroom and then the back of my head, like the back of my hair was kind of getting like almost kind of mullety, right? Because I was trimming it up, but it was just getting too thick too fast. And so I had a pair of clippers and I had them on a, on a good size setting and I had them turned pointing down and I was just trimming the back of my you know, head basically with them, just kind of take them down little by little. And just like, it was just kind of taking layers, you know, and it was thinning it out to where I didn't look like I had a mullet anymore just because I haven't had a haircut in, you know, seven weeks. And then Erica comes in the bathroom and she's like, Oh, you're, you're trimming your hair. I'm like, yeah. She goes, Oh, you need to go higher. And I was like, Oh, I, I just figured, cause she said like, you're missing some spots. You need to go higher. And so I thought she would take the clippers in the same downward direction and just maybe bring them up a little more, you know? So I handed her the clippers. No, she then flipped the clippers right side up and went from the like lower part of my neck up the back of my head and basically just went and ripped a swath going up the back of my neck up to, I don't know, three quarters of the way up the back of my head. And just gave me this like great ditch, you know, this like this buzz spot that didn't need to be there. I immediately, as soon as I felt it, I was like, Erica, no. But I knew what happened. She just started laughing like hysterically, t- completely like realizing what she had done, like ruined my hair. And so I, I took the, I took the, you know, the clipper from her on my, on my behalf. I was not mad. I was actually laughing. So I knew exactly what she did. I could see it in her face. Um, I think an older Josh or younger Josh would have been upset about it. Um, but I tried to clean it up. It just was not working. And so I ended up just shaving my head. So right now, as Tate and Andy are laughing and looking at me, I have a, a number three buzzed head, um, which isn't bad. I got a good head for it. But yeah, honestly, it's, it's a little different. Honestly, you remind me of Channing Tatum. <laughs> Oh, I see. It. <laughs> because, really? Yeah, like in ste- in the movie Step Up, his head's like pretty buzz, but he still has some hair, like you said, like yeah, yeah. three. Or my other option was gonna say Prison Break, but I do not promote yeah. that show whatsoever. <laughs> no. But those are the two vibes I'm getting from you from now on. So I I'm haven't excited. Gotten those. I'm excited to see how your hair grows. I think it will be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it's kind of fuzzy. <laughs> I've, I've never gotten Channing Tatum. I've gotten Charlie Hunnan, you know, from, uh, from Sons of Anarchy. Um, what's that other oh, yeah. one? He was in that Kaijin movie. Uh, um, Sprem, 
I've gotten that guy quite a bit, but yeah, I never got Channing Tatum. So I guess that's a compliment. I've seen some younger pictures of you, Josh, and you had a good Matt Damon look going for a while. <laughs> oh yeah, Matt Damon. Not the young Matt Damon, but like you know, like like mid twenty tens Matt Damon. Uh, you yeah. you kind of had that that style a little bit. Well, all us all us white guys that buzz our heads, we all look the same, so it doesn't really matter, you know. So um, anyway, so that's a funny story. So Josh is a buzzed head right now. If you're on, you know. Last night, if you were on small groups, you saw it. Um, and, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I'm not too worried about it. It'll grow back. I may keep it for a while. We'll see. But, uh, anyway, how you guys doing? Andy, Tate, miss you guys. Miss seeing you guys. How you yeah. guys doing? I miss you, too. I'm doing well. I, I also gave myself a haircut. Um, it's not the best. Like, it's not a professional grade. I can see some ways where it's like, oh, I should have cut, cut that little lock right there. Um, top of my head kind of poops down a little bit. It's kind of got like the English boy band, like gel spiky look going a little bit. Um, it's not what I was going for, but I'm doing pretty good. You know, no disasters with the haircut. Um, two, or it's Wednesday. It is not Tuesday. Uh, and small groups last night was a good time on Marco Polo. It's a great time of our leaders meeting and happy to be here on this Wednesday doing the podcast right now. Yeah, I did not try to cut my hair uh, this weekend or this week. I will not cut my hair. So uh, I haven't even cut my bangs, which I think a lot of girls have tried to do on their own. So things are going well for me over here. Um, I, yeah, went on a great hike on Saturday. So that was super fun. so yeah, it's been a it's been a good time. I definitely miss being together. I think it I the more time that passes, the more I'm just like, man, I want to just worship with the students. I posted a video on our youth Instagram page of all of us worshiping together and it literally made me cry because I was just like, I cannot wait for the day when we can all worship together again. So but overall I'm doing really well. Uh all my hair is still on my head. So no number three buzz for Tate coming up? No, no number three. I have thought about buzzing my hair, like, for raising money for, like, you know, um, when they do the march. I can't think of it right now. But when people buzz their heads in March for cancer, for uh, child cancer. So I have thought about that before. But I don't know. I don't think I would care, actually. I think I would look fine bald. But it's the phases of growing it out, like, the weird, like, phases that I would have in between that I would be really worried about. So I guess you just throw on a wig or something or a bunch of hats, which I don't mind wearing hats at all. But yeah, not anytime soon. Will I see that. Well, if you ever do it, I call dibs. I'm shaving it. I'm just saying. Just okay, saying. you get dibs. You get dibs. <laughs> all right. Well, for a couple of days this week, we just we want to take a break from – um, and last week we were talking about worship and just kind of, uh, kind of the disciplines of, of being a Christian. And we just want to talk about community, which I guess is a discipline. Um, it takes a choice to like be in, in community. Um, but here we are, seven weeks in the shelter in place, putting up this podcast, encouraging you youth that are listening to this. And, you know, looking to the future, not really knowing when it's going to happen, but knowing that we're going to be able to meet again, uh, hopefully in, sooner than later. 
uh, how important is community? And so today and tomorrow, we just want to talk about that. Um, and really today, just like what community means to us. And so I'll end, but you know, Tate and Andy, if you guys want to start out, just like what like Christian fellowship community really means to us. Yeah, you know, community hasn't come naturally for me. Um, I, I'm a very extroverted person, but I do find Christian community sometimes like awkward, like being in small groups sometimes and having to talk to sometimes strangers or just like acquaintances, like not your super close friends about sin and your sin and the Bible. Like, and sometimes it's just personalities are very different. And so it hasn't always been something that I just am like so stoked to do every week. But every time I put myself in the situation where I'm in a group and I'm discussing the Bible and I'm in community and people are holding me accountable and checking in on me, I don't ever regret it. I don't walk away saying like that was a waste of my time or um, anything of that sort. So I think for the reason why community is important to me is because it's helped me um, see God move, like even when I don't see him move, if that makes any sense. Like I've been able to see my friends grow and the people in my community grow, even if they don't always see it. And they've been able to point out times in me with me where I've grown, where I haven't seen it. And I'm able to also just, uh, share my burdens or lay my burdens with my brothers and sisters and have them carry it with me. And I don't feel so alone when that happens. So I think that's, it's important. I think God created us for community. We were created to be by ourselves. He gave Adam Eve, but not just for marriage and procreation, but he gave Adam Eve because it wasn't good for man to be alone. So um, and same thing, it's not good for women to be alone. So, um, yeah, that's why I uh, love, like community or love community and need community and why I've pushed myself to continue to have it in all seasons of my life, even when I don't always feel like showing up for it. Um, it's important for me to show up if I want to grow with the Lord. Yeah, that's good. I'm I feel like I'm pretty similar to you in that response state. Community for me is definitely a discipline. Um, I'm very content with being alone. I'm very content with like not a whole lot happening around me. Um, but community is really valuable. And I've seen like the good and the positives of having community in my life. I've also seen stretches where I stepped out of community, not ever entirely. Like I never left the church since I became a believer. I never completely stopped being involved with other believers. I always like for the last six years have lived with Christians, um, but I've definitely kind of secluded myself from community in different times or just been less open, less honest about whatever I'm going through, whether it's a sin or a temptation or if it's just a, a difficulty that I'm in. And what I've seen time and time again is that being open and having real honest community is super encouraging, incredibly helpful, and honestly, it's necessary. Like, I don't know 
what type of guy I would be today if I didn't have uh, you and Joshua in my life. I don't know what type of person I would be if I didn't have the support of our pastoral staff or my life group. Um, It's just so necessary. I remember one of the hardest times of my life was during my sophomore year of college. And the life group I had been a part of uh, uh, stopped meeting. It was like a young guy's group. And then I was in Pastor Jeff's group for like one quarter. I love Pastor Jeff. He's awesome. His life group attracts some interesting people. Um, I don't know how many of those people are still at our church or still involved. I was there with Austin, my roommate, and uh, Bree Lewis, before she was Bree Lewis, was in that group. And then a bunch of people 40 years older than us. Um, and so after that, I, I kind of came to a point where I was like, you know what, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do a life group this next quarter. I didn't have one that I was like a, a part of already. I was just in a state of mind where I really didn't want to be in one. I didn't want to be honest about where I was at in life. And then I was at Chipotle one night after Young Adults Group and Josh Lewis and Austin were both talking about randomly getting put in this one life group that Matt Kay recommended from that was Mike Vidoris's group. And I heard about that and was like, is there room? And I joined the day before the first life group meeting. It was one of the best decisions of my life. It was one of the best communities I've been a part of. And I think the Lord really used that to bless me in that season. It just shows, you know, and no matter where we're coming from, just kind of different walks of life, whether extroverted, introverted, like what community truly does for us. Um, I just know myself, like I'm I'm a better man when I'm a part of community. I can self-isolate anytime I want. I mean, honestly, I could, I could definitely like shut myself off emotionally and mentally to kind of everybody, even as like a pastor, I could do that, you know, and I could just kind of treat this as a job. Um, but community challenges me to be real challenges me to be sincere and and you know whether it's the community of my family my wife and my kids um whether it's the community of our youth group right or a community of like the church as a whole um even the community of my neighborhood where there's not many other christians you know in a sense of like even on my block um every one of those communities challenges me to be a man that's sincere and real uh because if i'm different in each one of those communities like what kind of sincerity do i have what kind of like true integrity do i have and I just think that's one of the reasons why God made it so real to us as humans, whether introverted, extroverted, um, you know, good families, bad neighborhoods, whole person, broken person, you know, it doesn't, I don't think it really matters, man, woman. Um, it's just important because it just, it so pushes us to be real. It so pushes us to be sincere. And I think even in today's world where social media is a community that's connected to like all our other communities. Like we even have to be real in that and sincere and true because if we're someone different on there than we are, you know, in public and, and in those other communities, um, it just can't, it can't happen. And that's one of the reasons why community is like so important to me um, is because I just know I would be, I'd be such a loser if I wasn't in, if I wasn't sincere in those communities and wasn't real in those places. Um, and they just do, they just make me want to be a better man. They want me to be a better Christian. Uh, a better pastor, a better dad, a better husband, a better friend, um, all those things. And even when I don't want to be, <laughs> those really help me do that. Um, and I remember just at a young age where like, I learned that. I learned that community was so something I needed. Um, 
I also learned that if I wasn't true, if I wasn't real and sincere in those communities, how detrimental that could be, um, how easily your reputation becomes like, oh, you're fake because you're sincere in this, or you're this way in that community and then this way in that one. Um, I remember learning that as a teenager, like, man, I better be legit or else like I'm just going to be, I'm going to be a complete loser. So, you know, that's, that's kind of one of the reasons community is like good for me. Um, I also see where being a dad, a community has been so good for my kids um, because it, it's kind of like the idea, it pushes my kids to be um, like sociable human beings and like learn how to communicate. Uh, I, I heard the phrase, I can't remember where I heard it from when I was, when I was a new dad, but it was kind of the idea that you love your kid no matter what, but part of your job being a parent is to make, is to grow them into someone that other people don't have to love them, do love them. Uh, and I just, and so like, I, I love community for that also that it's what it's done for my kids and in their lives and help to make them who they are today. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a real thing and it's, it's real, you know? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And Josh, I've got to say, you're such a example to me of what it looks like to be a man in community and to be honest with the people around you. Um, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like dishonest in the sense of like, I'm not just lying left and right about how I'm doing or about people, but I don't like stirring the pot very much. I don't like being the like controversial voice in a room. Um, and so sometimes I'll kind of like soften the edges of how I feel or like, you know, I'll, I'll in my mind or privately to one other person be like, all right, I've got these 10 things that I'm just going to lay in on and just like pound out this frustration. But then when I get to sharing it like in community or with like the people, it's kind of like, well, there's this one little thing, but it's really not important. But I just so appreciate seeing you like uh, being able to be honest with how you feel about things, being able to be honest with frustrations that you have, with difficulties that you have, with things that you're struggling with. It inspires me to follow in the same way. Well, good. I'm glad I've inspired somebody, Andy. Praise God, because that's that's a, that's Jesus right there, man. Well, guys, um, yeah, this is good. This is good. So hopefully we encourage you, listeners, uh, whoever's listening to this. We don't know who's listening to this, but we're going to keep doing this because we hope somebody's listening to this. Um, and so the idea is that as this shelter-in-place thing comes to an end, even though other factors within our economy, community again, and we're going to get together again. And so I just hope this encourages you and maybe like think of some ways and some reasons why you really enjoy community. Uh, and so that we can just start like kind of imagining what that's going to be like again, when we're all together, worshiping, playing games and just hanging out and discipling one another and sharpening one another. Uh, in the name of Christ and just kind of what that's all about. So yeah, you guys got anything last, last minute stuff to say before we sign out today? No, I just second what Andy said, what you've said, and you guys are part of my community. So um, I would not be half, not half, but maybe like a quarter of the person that I am <laughs> without the two of you in my life. So, and I think it's, it's been really cool. Us, um, moving from transitioning from being married to being single again and having um, just 
community like with Andy who's another single guy and but just a great friendship and then with Joshua and Erica as a married couple and being able to be in community with their family and I think that shows like no matter what age you are what stage of life you in you're in um community can happen for you yeah totally I agree and I'll just close really quickly by saying Part of valuing community and practicing community is pressing in even when you don't feel like it, or yeah. even when it's difficult and awkward. And I know that this is a season where, uh, at least for me, a lot of the things that I love about community are kind of the things that have been taken away from community in this season. And so a lot of the more disciplined sides of community is what uh, I have. And so it's been really important for me to press in and say like, you know, I'm going to do life group, even though it's on Zoom, even though I'm not gonna see or hug or high five or joke with anybody, like I value this, I'm gonna press into it. And so I just encourage you listening, press into your small groups, to the middle school teaching, high school teaching, if you're older and in a life group, or if you have Christian friends or family members who are believers, press into that community even if it's not the way that you hope it is. Mm. Well said, guys. Well, as we sign out, wash your hands and uh, love you guys. Miss you. Can't wait till we're together again. Calvary Monterey's youth ministries meet on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Monterey. Both middle school and high school students are welcome. Come on out. You belong here. And I promise, we don't bite.